It's another Sunday night in comedy, and tonight we're paying tribute to the funniest mothers we know with three of our favorite crowd killers who also just happen to be moms. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you wait in line for COVID vaccines more clearly. How about that? I am Dean Young. I'm back. I was away last week. Uh, slight pandemic complications. We, of course, have our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. Vince, how you doing, buddy? Slight pandemic complications. There's a, there's a, some, there were some pandemic complications. We'll get. I'll fill in the audience once we get our panel on. Uh, but Vince, of course, it is Mother's Day Sunday, so we are paying tribute to all things mum. Yes, some funny moms on this all week's the, show. All the mum jokes we do. We have three of three three crowd killer comics who happen to be some of our favorites here on Inside Jokes, but they also just happen to be moms. So we're going to pick their brains about the wisdom that it takes to raise children, especially in these tumultuous times, and how the heck you actually do balance family life and parenthood with being a comedian. Because that's a weird job even for most comics who are like, you know, single people with cats and and mild drug habits, let alone raising a family. So we'll find mild out- Mild drug habits. Mild drug habits. We'll find out how all that works, but honestly, we have three of our favorites. Uh, we got Fiona O'Brien, Crystal Ferrier and Kate Davis, three of Canada's finest, joining us on the air to celebrate moms. Brought to you, of course, by Hakeem Optical and coast to coast, Canada wide on the Global News Radio Networks. So we're going to get some wisdom. We're going to celebrate moms, friends of the show. We have Fiona O'Brien. How are you doing, Fiona? I'm very good. Lovely to see you. Isn't this nice? I mean, I feel like, you know, we did we did a Mother's Day special last year. And I, I think at the time we were like, this is great. This is lovely. By next year, we'll be doing this live in studio and people will be on stage and all that. Hasn't, hasn't happened yet, but we'll get there. Uh, for me, it's just good to be back. Vince, our producer, stepped in last week, filled in for me. I got the COVID. I'm back, though. He's fine, everyone. He's fine. fine. He's fine. I didn't, you had I didn't, COVID? I had COVID and then now so I have I. You had COVID? <laughs> I had it like last March. I was like patient. Oh, you were early different. on. Yeah, I had you were, it like last... right in there with Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Kate <laughs> Davis, a pioneer in the COVID community. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. I, never, yeah. I I got it at the airport for sure because I was flying to BC to do shows, and by the time I got home, I was like sick, and I was mm. like, Yeah, BC, why are you so dirty? <laughs> yeah. See, I always, I always do stuff when it's like already over. That's what happened. I don't do it when it's new and it's trending. I do it when it's like, I'm late to the party every time. So I got the COVID <laughs> and then I got the COVID blood clot. That's what happened. No. Oh my God. Yeah. What is a COVID blood clot? It's, it's like the COVID Jordans. From, from COVID. I, no, it wasn't from the vaccine. I, I should say that on the air. Yeah. It was not vaccine related. I did not have the vaccine yet. It just literally was from the thing itself. 
Wow. What, what happens when you get a blood clot? How do you feel? What happens? Uh, you you make sure it stays where it is. Where was it? Die. Eh? Which, which nut was it in? No, No, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) It was in there during the pandemic. Trust me, it would have no problem staying where it is, but it was in, (laughs) it wouldn't be moving at all. No, it was in my right leg. It was in my right leg. It's Uh still there, but it, it was in my right leg. No, you know what they do? They, you're in the hospital for like a whole day waiting and then they take a scan and tell you what you kind of already know because it hurts and then they give you some pills and say, do whatever you need to do to make sure it doesn't sh- go rogue and shoot off into like an artery. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> uh, but that's, we of course have Fiona, we have Kate Davis and last but certainly not least, another absolute crowd killer who we've had at live inside joke shows back when that was a thing. We love having her on the air. Also, we have Crystal Farrier. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you, guys. Surviving just like everyone else. So. Have you had COVID, Crystal? No, I didn't, actually. And I've never even heard of a COVID blood clot. Good yeah, to know that you're good, though. Good to know you're good. Yeah. Good to know you're good. Yeah, you know. It was kind of a tease because it was like you're in isolation for like two weeks and then you come out and you get excited over the smallest things. It's like, I can go to a grocery store. This is wonderful. And then like two days later, it was like, yeah, but no, you're going to you're going to bed again for a while. I'm just jealous of the break that Kate got. Like, oh, my God, if I would have known, I would have licked your face and had the same break. (laughs) Three weeks. I didn't have to talk, cook or clean. I'm like, are you kidding me? I just like a dream. There you go. Yeah, you kind of, which by the way, I mean, I don't know how that works. Like if you get, cause you got like COVID, the original version, you got like the MS-DOS COVID, right? So now there's all these like new <laughs> installs that have come out. There's like the hot new versions. I wonder if that still gives you like the same kind of like immunity kind of a thing. I, I don't think I would end up in hospital or die from it. I think my immunity would kick in. I might feel a little weird, but I don't mm-hmm. think so. I don't know. I don't know. It's like the elephant in the room. We have to, Vince always says, can we not talk about the pet? We can't not talk about the pandemic (laughs) because it's literally the only thing in life right now. Well, I feel bad because my kids are grown, right? And and do not leave. They do just come back with more people. But I feel bad for Fiona and Crystal. Like your guys are little, how old are your kids? Yeah, mine are four and five. Yeah. God. Yeah. Mine are 16, 13 and 12. Oh my gosh. See? And here's the thing. And this is why, I mean, this is why you guys are such an interesting panel. Cause I mean, comedy wise, the three of you come from different perspectives and you've all kind of been at this for varying amounts of time. I mean, you're all club comics and you're all working comics and have been for a while, but you all kind of, your kids are different ages. Your comedy careers are different ages. And before we get into everything else and all the mother's day stuff, I think that's the perfect thing right off the top is like, how, cause this is such a weird unprecedented time. I mean, this hasn't happened in, a little over a century now and we have we've never seen anything like this for generations how the heck do you walk a family through that like the, what's that like like especially when you have younger kids like explaining this to them and just like babysitting them through this whole bizarre thing honestly because my kids are younger i think they have an easier time i yeah. think if they were older like teens they'd want to see their friends my kids have no friends like i'm <laughs> like this okay i mean <laughs> They're four and five, right? They're like, they're the happiest kids right now because they get to see me 24 seven. 
Yeah. And that's what they want to do all day, right? When they're in school, they're like, no, mommy, don't leave. And then when they see me, they're like stuck to me. So now they're like, this is the best pandemic ever because mommy <laughs> is here all day, every day. And they, you know, they just, they just see me all the time. So they're seriously so happy. They're so happy. <laughs> it, it's yeah. kind of- it's kind of true, right? Like I, my nephews are three and six and even watching them like doing FaceTimes with them and stuff. Cause they're so far away, but same thing. It's like to them, they get their mom and dad at home with them all the time. And kids that are that young right now, it's like, they they're born already holding an iPad. So like, they're like built for this right now. But yeah, I guess, I mean, Fiona, I mean, Kate, your, your, your kids are like grown up, grown up at this point, but I mean, Fiona for you, I mean, having teens and preteens, like what's, how much frustration is there involved with that? It's a bloody nightmare. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I mean, my daughter's 16 and she's so mad that she hasn't had her first kiss, that she isn't out of parties. She's in grade, she's in grade 10. And she's like, this is the year I should have been sneaking out to parties and meeting guys and learning to drive. And so she's pretty annoyed, but she's handling it quite well. uh, She's a really good kid and we have a good laugh together. Um, uh, my son who is 13 is he came out last year I don't know if you I wrote jokes about it you may have seen it he has come out and become yeah. this massive diva so <laughs> so trying to handle just anyone that age and then the diva sh- oh nightmare yeah. so but um the, he gets very fed up he gets I'm not like he's quitting school every two days that's it mm-hmm. I'm leaving I'm not going or I'll go down to the basement to be asleep on the couch with the class open, you know, but the camera's off. And so he is struggling quite a bit. Um, And the 12 year old is the baby of the family. And I still treat him like a baby. So he's kind of happy to be here with me. (laughs) I I honestly like, I mean, everybody's frustrated with, you know, being like this everybody has cabin fever it's like we've all been stuck in a bomb shelter for the past year but the school thing too like I mean school feels so long ago now like I don't can't even imagine what what middle school or anything is like in general but I mean the whole doing it from home I mean that must be so nerve-wracking I can't imagine having that level of like self-discipline to be able to sit there and do that I am telling you it is a pain in the ass Oh my, I, I've turned into like the school secretary, the school principal, the admin. I have to do the printing. They are, because still is, school's still happening. They still have yeah. to do baking and I have to get ingredients and they have to cook and they have to film it. Then they have to print out 18 pages of some crap for math. And so there's constantly one of them coming to me saying, I need to print this or can you go and get me this or I need to make this. It's, I have to say it's been, it's been tough work. It's been a lot of work. Make them sign in reason for being late. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I swear to God, some of these teachers, I feel like going, what are you doing? Some of the teachers that send the work home and then they're sending them homework. I'm like, they're sitting in front of screens from 9 a.m. until 3.15. Yeah. I don't want them then having to sit there doing a whole load of homework. No, that should be like omitted at this point. No, it's not. It's not. I've had a... A few strongly worded emails have gone out. <laughs> there is that feeling too. And we'll, we'll come back from break because I do want to figure out how the heck you do balance comedy, which is such a strange job to begin with, with, you know, parenthood and family life. But it is true. I mean, when, 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 before all this happened, when kids would go off to school for the day, there is that feeling for parents where it's like, okay, <laughs> I know that you are 
being focused on something else, you're doing your own thing. I can worry about my job or worry about myself, whatever it is. There's like that separation there. Now it's gone. And now you have to wear all these different hats all of a sudden. Uh, we're going to find out how the heck you balance, not just a pandemic, but in general, life as a comic and as a parent, as a mom, how you balance those things out. Uh, we'll be back with more of our Mother's Day panel right here on Inside Jokes. Hi, this is Fiona O'Brien, and I'm in quarantine in my bed listening to Inside Jokes. I'm starving, I'm bleeding to death. It's Mother's Day, baby. Welcome back to another all-new Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, coast to coast, Canada-wide on the internets. We have three of our favorite Canadian comics on the air with us. We have Fiona O'Brien. Crystal Farrier, and of course, the one and only Kate Davis, who all happen to be moms with kids of different ages. Kate, of course, just now during the break, you were saying, unlike Crystal and Fiona, you're an empty nester now. Your kids, you're free now. <laughs> you're gone. They got the boot. They were fired. So, <laughs> they're out of here. Um, yeah, I did it, guys. I did it. Like, I just, oh. you're all like functioning. You know, like good people and yeah so jealous yeah so you give me hope i feel pretty good we had our crazy teenage dumbs and we had like teacher strikes no pandemic yeah they did all come home when the pandemic hit last year mm -hmm. uh just because one was living in mexico city and one was living in a sublet so they ended up coming home but uh i feel i feel weird for like it is true like growing up like being a teenager in this I think, you know, Crystal, you're still their hero. Uh, yes. And just appreciate it while you can. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I can hate you really soon. Oh, my right. God. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. Because I, I sometimes hate them. So exactly. <laughs> when I get it back, I'll be like, cool. Yeah. My daughter hated me so much when she was a teen. Her caller ID for me just said my dad's wife. Like oh she hated how do I mean, and of course, because the three of you do have your, your kids are all different ages. I mean, Kate, you've already kind of, you know, your kids were raised for, for your, through your comedy career. Cause being a standup, being a working standup, it's such a weird, it's hard, it's hard to even call it a job. Cause it's so much more than that. It's one of those only, the only things you do, you can do for a living. That's all encompassing. It's such a lifestyle thing. It's because it's constantly on your mind. You're constantly working, you're writing, you're on the road, you're in clubs, you're working at night all the time. Yeah. How do you, how do you guys balance that with like motherhood I, and home life? It's two completely different things, you know? I don't think like people without kids really realize when they say I'm busy, I just sort of laugh. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Fiona and Crystal are busy. Like, I'm <laughs> not busy. Like, comedy is very manageable being like alone in the house and thinking about it. But like, when you're like working and like making lunches and, and, and now teaching and, you know, and doing everything else. I don't like, it's just, it's a lot, but you know what? You get in the pace, right? You get in the yeah. groove of it and yeah. Yeah. Just get it done. And like, when I started, there were no moms doing comedy. There were hardly any women doing comedy. And I love the fact, like, 
Fiona and Crystal are kick-ass comics. They're so funny and they're just like rocking the industry. And then, you know, they're raising these amazing humans and it's pretty special, I think. It is so true too. I mean, Crystal and Fiona, I mean, you've both kind of come up in the, in the recent, you know, decade or more watching how much stuff has changed. Cause yeah, it's true. I mean, Kate, for years and years and years, it was like, if you were a female comic on a show that you were that you were the female comic, you were like the token this. It's like how you would have like the comic of color or the gay comic, you know, yeah. so there were no like comics out there being like, Hey guys, I'm a mom. Like, cause it would put you into sort of this. <laughs> yeah. Now it's sort of just like, that's your job. But for you, I mean, especially the age that your kids are, I mean, they're, they're adults, they're out in the world. Yeah. Did they ever find your job cool? Like to them, was it a normal? Cause kids don't care what their parents do for a living. For they the didn't moment. care. No. <laughs> you know what? It's everyone's like, are your kids comics? I'm like, you gotta like, you gotta want that organically. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's an addiction. It's not something you're like, I mom did it. Now you're going to do it. I, I, for my kids, it wasn't, they're all like mm -hmm. backed away pretty fast. <laughs> they met my friends and they're like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, I mean, for all of you, I guess this applies. How, how totally different sort of sides of yourself is that? I mean, when you're out at night, you're doing a set, you're at the club, wherever, I'm sure it is an outlet because it gets you away from that side of yourself that's home life and raising kids and, and all of that. But how much of a different version of yourself is it? Like how, it, is it hard to not sort of bring that stuff home? Because I mean, there's a lot of people who work in showbiz who like they try to keep that completely separate from their kids. Because otherwise you're like Tom Hanks and you end up with a Chet Hanks. You don't want that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you don't want a white boy summer? Uh... You don't want a white boy summer. You don't want the, you know, you don't want your kids growing up doing fake patois. So I mean, how, how is it this thing where you kind of like, put on this completely different suit and you go at night and do your material like how divorced are you from your everyday self when you go out and, and, and when Fiona gets home, home she makes her kids uh pay for stuff and beer tickets that's what <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know yeah that's very normal am I <laughs> uh, for, for me it's um it's kind of just an exaggerated version of myself that would be yeah. on stage. It's still me. It's still my personality. Like, like, like all of us, uh, we're all inherently funny. We're all naturally funny women. I, I mean, even off stage, if I see Crystal or Kate and all that, we'll always still have a great laugh and a good chat. It's, it's a, an exaggerated version. And then you would have, you know, the bits that you've written and funny, different stories. Um, it is, it's my life. The stories are, you know, crazy stories of my life that I wouldn't necessarily be talking about if, if I wasn't on stage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the kids, um, like Kate was saying, the kids, her kids didn't want to go into comedy or weren't interested. Mine are the same. Mine are like, you are so uncool. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, now, you know, when I released um, the album and all that, I mean, I think that they thought we were going to be moving to Hollywood and buying a mansion. And yeah. so they're a little bit disappointed. <laughs> you had to explain Canadian showbiz to them, eh? Yes. <laughs> I was like, it just means we might be able to get some shopping at Sobeys instead of Walmart. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Did you sort of like, were they interested in listening to that material? Did you, is there stuff that you sort of like filter from them and go, eh, not um, work kind of a thing? Mm. there's oh, there's only one joke that I wouldn't really do around them and obviously they're here at the moment doing school uh you know about their dad and things like that yeah. other than that they've heard everything 
uh, especially with my son now who came out because I'm writing about that. I want to make sure he is okay with that. And I sit down with him and I said, if I was to write this, what do you think? And he was actually giving me taglines for some of the jokes about him coming out and about me being an idiot Irish mom trying to cope with this. Yeah. Um, and, and it's more I'm making fun of myself in the situation. And I, so I, I was very aware that I want, if he ever heard it, I didn't want him to be upset by it or, by, or shocked. So I sat down and chatted with him about it and he helped me write the jokes. And he's ha- and he said, as long as I get some money from it, I don't care. I said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. What about for you, Chris? I mean, obviously your your kids are still so young and you're in that thing where they constantly, you know, they want your attention. They want to be around you. They haven't grown out of that yet. For you, when you go out at night and you go out and work, let's, we'll take it back to when, you know, yeah. human beings in comedy clubs in front yes. of you were a real That's thing. Sense. But the past, but for you, I mean, how much of a, is it like a sanctuary kind of a thing for you? Like, is it a completely different world for you? Like, does that? You you know what? No, like I've always had it together. I've been really open with my children as well because I was doing comedy way before. And then I was still doing comedy, you know, when I was pregnant, I was up there with my belly, still doing stage time. And people were like, oh, she's going to go now because she's having a baby. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I'm not. (laughs) Like, this is the funniest stuff I've ever written during my pregnancy, you know? So I think I was like, the last show I did was four days before I gave birth. And then 10 days after I was back oh my on stage because I, that's my, that's my craft. You know, I, I needed to get out there and it makes me a better person. And I think my whole family knows that. So when I go out and I do comedy, they're like, okay, mommy's going to comedy show. And, and they're sleeping anyway, so they don't care. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gone when they're sleeping. And now that we're in this pandemic, they hear me doing zoom shows and, my older daughter, who's five, she's totally hilarious. And I can totally see her. God, she's going to be a comedian for sure. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, and I hear her in, in her online school going, oh, Miss Madalena, I have a joke. Can I tell you a joke? And I'm like, oh, Jesus, please don't tell my jokes, you know, because they hear me sometimes. <laughs> but she makes up her own little jokes and, and, you know, it's cute. And and I don't think it's, I think for me, it's different because as an Indian girl, I was like, bombarded with doctor lawyer and and I don't want to do that to my kids I'm like you guys do what you want to do and I'm here to support you so if she's into comedy hey go for it it's cool you know whatever yeah well like like Fiona and Kate said though by the time they're teenagers they'll probably like yeah no probably (laughs) because they idolize me now right so anything that I'm doing they want to do but like give it a few years yeah yeah Do you, do you guys ever have that tempt? Because I mean, you know, as comics, you're out at night, you're out at the comedy clubs, you're out at mics working through new material. And a lot of the people that you share the stage with and a lot of the people that you see are like, you know, 21 year old kids that get into stand up because they're fresh out of Humber or wherever they're coming from. And they're just kids that want to go out and get faced every night and go up on stages and say stuff that no one else is saying, man. And so you you have to watch a lot of like brand new kids really like open micers say dumb things and put their foot in their mouths and screw things up and 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 all that and sort of you're you're kind of watching these like young people self-destruct in real time (laughs) a lot of the time how much of an instinct do you guys have knowing that your parents and you have kids at home who probably aren't that far away in age do you ever have that like motherly instinct that kicks in where you just kind of want to like slap these young comics in the back of the head and like tell them to straighten up or do you just sort of watch it happen and go you know what I'm like off the clock right now listen I get faced along with them I just wake up at 6 a.m the next day so 
I, I find I, I walk some of them to their to their bus stop or to their cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like message I me when you get home. Of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it is such a funny world where like, yeah, the, the age gaps are massive and you get people come from so many different walks. Only when I see, there's only been a couple of times where a young male comic is being very misogynistic or anything. I'll Ooh. say something and I'll be like, is that really the message you want to be? Like they're trying mm -hmm. to be shock comics. Yeah. They're trying to be something they're not. And I'm like, is that really the message you want to portray? Or or is that the message you want to come across? Because you look like yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, every woman in this room is going to hate you and every man will hate you for it. So stop it. That's yeah. There's only been a few of those instances, but I'm pretty real about that. Because mm -hmm. I, I just, it just perpetuates hatred. And I, I can't, I don't, I can't tolerate it. It is true. You get a lot of those like yeah. brand brand new sort of open bikers who are like, I'm the next Bill Burr. And it's, oh, no, you aren't though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to come back with more of our Mother's Day panel, more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Courtney Gilmore, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. That was like a weather girl. <laughs> you just got a job. <laughs> Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Akeem Optical, helping comedians spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967. It is, of course, our Mother's Day special. We have a panel of moms who also just happen to be three of our favorite Canadian crowd killers out there. We've got Fiona, Crystal, and Kate on the air. The one thing I was curious to ask all three of you is... You know, a lot of a lot of comics we've been talking to all over Canada, all over the U.S. this this past year. A lot of people have been sort of treating this pandemic as almost like a forced writer's workshop. You're spending all this time at home. So it's sort of like people are just like stashing away material, getting ready for when the mist clears and it's safe to go out again and getting ready to go like eight mile, all this new stuff for you three. I mean, do you do you find that that's been the same? Because obviously, I mean, you you. Well, Kate, your kids have left home, but I mean, you all have family lives. You're at home raising kids. You're doing all this stuff. Do you find that it's sort of this space where you can dedicate a lot of this newfound free time to sitting there writing and building up material? No. No. <laughs> newfound free time? Did you forget you're talking to mom? What are you talking about? We're in a pandemic. <laughs> it's probably worse because now you are, you're just with your kids 24 Who is dashing material? <laughs> I've written eight books and <laughs> I do have a few like good jokes that I'm enjoying when, and I find like, I don't know about you guys, but I find like I'm spurts, like I won't have anything. And then all of a sudden a bunch of new yeah. jokes will come out and stuff like that. And I've actually been getting like quite a few of my jokes just from like tweeting. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. a good joke too. I'm going to use that uh, kind of yeah. thing. But if I don't do it right away, I'll forget what I was going to do. So. <laughs> well, interesting too, because I mean, one of the things that all three of you do sort of share as comics is that, you know, your kids and your family life and your home life does 
feed a lot into what you're saying on stage and does go into your material quite a bit. After this year, though, where you have been, you're at home all the time and you're with your families all the time. Do you think that's going to change your flavor and your voice a little bit when things open up again and you get back on stage? Like, do you feel like you'll be like, okay, you know what? I've, I've had almost too much of talking about that. I want to move on to something a little bit differently. Like, do you think it's going to change what you're doing a little bit after this? Uh, for me, I think I'm going to kind of do what I know. And if yeah. this is what I know, it speaks and it's real. And that's what makes it funny, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just, it, I don't think that I would change, to be honest. No. Yeah. I, I don't think I, w- I would be changing anything either, except trying to, you know, write better or do a bit better or, yeah. you know, add things, add things to what's already existing. But I wouldn't be changing like a huge change. I, I kind of am happy in my lane and I'm happy yeah. to learn and grow and keep going in that lane. And as the kids are growing and, and new things happen naturally, exactly. you're going to have new stuff that you can that you can lean on or write about. And it is, and I mean it's a strength too, because I mean it's it's a it's a part of your fabric of who you are. It's it's it you know it's a huge part of your life. So it feeds into what you're doing. There's a lot of comics that are just, you know, single people or whatever. They really don't know what to do right now because they're like, I can't do anything. I can't write if I'm not on stage at open mics every night. It's so everything yeah. just completely went on, went on pause. Whereas for you guys, it's like, I'm sure you all three of you want to be live at a club tomorrow night if that was possible. But it, yeah. you, you kind of also don't have to completely shut down right now. A lot of comics are sort of in that position. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of us are still doing shows, so we're still yeah. writing for those shows, right? And and yeah. uh, I I also flip the material. So if it's not about my kids, it could be something about what I can't do because I have kids, or what other people who don't have kids do. You know, so it's it's we can look at both sides because yeah, we experience one side, but we can talk about not experiencing the other side, right? The other interesting part is, and I mean, I know all three of you, you are doing online stuff. You're doing streaming shows. You're doing podcasts. You're dropping albums. Kate, I know you especially do a ton of corporate work. How much of of an adjustment has it been transitioning to doing all this stuff at home? I mean, how strange is it to like sit there and watch? You were talking about this during the break a little bit, but watch for audience reactions on a screen somewhere and, and sort of adapt to that. It's, it's, you know what? I don't think I could have done it if I was a new comic, but because I've done so much of it, I, it hasn't been that hard, honestly. I literally, I mean, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, don't scream and run out the room, but for the (laughs) most part, it's been, it's been pretty good. And I also like, I just, I'm, I just like staying creative. I started a podcast called, so now you're dying. What are you doing to live? Yeah. And it's uh, just the fr- like the trailer and the first episode is out where I actually interview terminally ill people and ask them how being diagnosed has changed the way they live, basically. And, but it's it's also only the probably the only podcast you'll never want to be able to be on. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that like shuts down the whole podcast. Yeah. Because you know how, yeah, you know how in comedy, the second you start literally anything new, you'll get a bunch of comics hitting you up being like, how do I get on that? Yeah, <laughs> no one wants to be on it. <laughs> that's such a, I mean, Kate, that's such a brilliant idea. Because I mean, you know, we've been talking about this recently on the show. One of the beautiful things about podcasts is exactly that. How niche you can go with it is unbelievable. I think it's the only form out there where you can really like, 
really just zero in on the most minute thing and there's a whole audience out there for that yeah no absolutely for sure but But yeah like getting back to your point like i just think we we're adaptable we're moms that's what we do we adapt to anything you know and uh just sort of go with the flow so for me the online stuff i know some comics hate it but for me it's it's still you know paying my bills and and I feel like I'm connecting like with you guys right now. Like I can, I just wish I was like with you. You know what I mean? Like, but it's, it's uh, yeah. I like the connection as well. Well, my hat <laughs> goes off to everybody in comedy that has been doing this and not just doing it. Cause there's a lot of people who are doing stuff online just cause that's the only outlet right now, but to do it successfully. Cause I can't, I can't picture what that's like sort of getting yourself into that zone because you know, it's a lot different when you're in a bar, you're in a club, you're at a festival, whatever, you're feeding off that energy in the room, you're sort of pacing around backstage waiting to go up and you're sort of riding this wave that's there, not having that specific energy to jump into, but still be able to just like switch it on. I think that's incredible. I don't know how. I'm just grateful to still be making money in, in this art yeah. that I love, no doubt. Um, you know, so that's what I'm grateful for. Cause I know there's a lot of comedians that are doing nothing right now and it's so hard on them mentally and it's crazy. So just grateful. No doubt. Well, I, I, I love exactly that point uh, that Kate said about, your moms you you just roll with the punches and adapt to things and figure it out uh which obviously all three of you have definitely been doing a good job of so far during this pandemic we're going to come back and wrap up our mother's day special right here on inside jokes hi my name is amanda day and you are listening to inside jokes on 640 Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is, of course, our Mother's Day special. We've got Kate, Crystal, and Fiona on the panel. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about, yeah, how the heck you've adapted to, you know, doing these online shows and doing live streaming corporates and festivals and all of that stuff. The three of you, obviously, I mean, you've, I'm sure, of course, it's sort of like, a supplement for the real thing, of course, but I mean, it's, you know, it's where the money's coming from right now. It's where the audience is. So you just sort of roll with it for all three of you. I mean, all three of you have been at this for a long time. You've all been around, you've all played clubs and festivals and all that stuff. Do you think that the stuff you're doing right now, like a lot of these online and digital platforms, do you think a lot of that's going to linger after this when things do reopen again and live shows do come back? Do you think it's just going to be sort of a part of the package from now on? I think it's still going to stay for a bit. I don't think people are going to jump. And this is my personal opinion. I don't think mm-hmm. people are going to jump out there and be, even though we want to, I think that still people are yeah. really cautious. So I yeah. think it will stretch out for quite a bit. I think we've got yeah. a couple of years left of Zoom shows. And honestly, I'm not mad because I save gas, I save parking, and I don't got to get paid in shitty chicken wings. This is real money. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and usually comedy um, rooms, they're kind of low ceilings, tightly packed. They can be if you're not doing yeah. a big, huge event. And I don't know how comfortable people would be wanting to be in there, like mashed in like sardines. I'm not sure if people would be ready for that yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the Zoom shows and things will be around for a while, especially for the likes of um, 
I don't know if you guys have done this, but I've done a lot of retirement homes and nursing home shows. So you're bringing comedy to these people that wouldn't be able to get out to go to shows anyway. Uh, So I think that has opened up a market of people that can't go to these shows and now the comedy can come to them. So I think that might keep on going. Yeah, totally. And I mean, especially here in Canada, because so much of the road work you do is, you know, because our comedy hubs really are Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, the entire province of Alberta, because <laughs> they get paid for everything out there. But a lot of the road work is these small towns where you you go play these like theaters and, and, and halls and stuff. And uh, for, for the people in these towns, it's like, oh, my God, a comedian that's been on TV is coming to us. It's such an event. So, I mean, maybe now these platforms are a way to still reach out to that audience and bring stuff to them, you know? Yeah. Whatever way you can reach them. That's what yeah. I say. Yeah. Uh, uh, live Zoom, behind plexiglass, in front of plexiglass. You name it. <laughs> mask on, mask off. You know, just roll with the bunches. It's totally true. I think it'll be just, you know, maybe a hybrid of things for a while. Because, I mean, Crystal, it's totally true. I mean, let's say let's say tomorrow, magically, all of a sudden, they said, everything is over, just for laughs, is coming back this summer, all the clubs are reopened right now and all that. There's going to be, like it's going to be like a split audience where there's going to be a lot of people who are like dying to get out there and just go watch live comedy again and go have a night out again. And there's going to be a lot of people who are still going to have reservations about that or are going to be like, cause this whole thing has sort of conditioned us to be afraid of other people. <laughs> that's Absolutely. The, you know, that's the weirdest part about it. Like we're going to be jumping to the other sidewalk for a long time after this, if we see another person yeah. coming, it's just like, it's hard to even remember what it was like before that at this point, you know? Also, like, none of us have had, like, really flus or colds or anything. So, right. Yeah, true. It's like, like, it's been pretty amazing that way. I don't know. I think we just have to, yeah, roll with the punches and see what happens. And That's right. Roll with the punches. See, that's the, not just as comics, but just moms always have the best to say. Right? I don't know if that's a saying that I have to say. I don't know why. No, it's always saying. that, like, suck it up. life moves on kind of mentality right um all right well before we wrap things up here before we wrap up the mother's day panel we'll go around and find out i know everybody has albums and podcasts and and streaming shows coming up we'll go around and figure out where people can find you kate we've got you in the hot seat where can people find your stuff right now uh if they go to just to katedavis.ca all my links are there i have my book there called second best mom where i wrote one story a month for over a decade about raising my kids I have an album out called House Arrest, which is all about, you know, we're stuck home with our kids. And then uh, everything else, all my links to everything, podcast and and uh, everything is there. So there we oh go. KateDavis.ca. Yeah. Crystal Ferrier, where can we find you online and see you coming up? Yeah, so I still do a monthly comedy show with a couple of my favorite, favorite guys and girls. Um, we do the Minority Report. The next one is May 30th. And I also have an album, It Was All a Dream, that's still playing right now. And you can check that out. You can find all those links on my Instagram, at Miss Fair. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. And of course, Fiona, where can we find your stuff? I know you uh, you did drop a new album this past year. Yeah, just just in time for the pandemic in March 2020. <laughs> uh, Magically Malicious is the album. And it's out on iTunes and Spotify and um, you can see me on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, FionaO'Brien.ca is the website and it links you to Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all of that for me. 
Uh, and I did a pod, started a podcast uh, a couple of months ago with the Scottish comic John Mostyn called Cracking Up. And that's out on all the podcast places. Yeah, which, by the <laughs> way, you two make such a fantastic pair. I love it. It's such a Thank perfect you. matchup. Thank you so much to our panel, Kate, Fiona, and Crystal. Thank you for joining us and for honestly pumping out the content that you do this past year. I mean, we've said it a million times on this show recently, but it's so true. This entire past year, it has been comedians keeping the Canadian comedy industry afloat. It's been comics putting stuff out there. It hasn't been the industry. It's been comics steering the ship. So it's great to have you all on. Stay safe. Keep doing what you're doing. To all the moms out there, mine, Vince's, and everybody else's, happy Mother's Day. And don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. Happy Mother's Day. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. I apologize. Seriously, guys, I got to make this fast because I got three kids at home who, who just think I'm at the store right now. <laughs> my kids are always embarrassing me. I took them all to the science center, right? I thought I'd be a little educational with them. We go in. There was a scientist there doing an exhibit on minerals. And he asked the kids, he's like, okay, kids, what do you use salt for? You know, when kids are screaming out, my mom cooks with it. My dad sprinkles it on the sidewalks. We don't slip. My kids scream out, tequila. I look at my kids, I am amazed I survived my childhood, aren't you guys? Like seriously, we didn't have bike helmets, we didn't have knee pads, stair gates, little plastic plug covers. Come on, when we were kids, we put our finger in the socket while our mothers watched. We got electrocuted, then we never did it again. Why? Because it hurt. I said to my kids who are so sophisticated, I'm like, have you guys ever licked a nine volt? They're like, no, mommy. So that's what I bought them for Christmas. They're all just sitting around the tree, just zzzz. My 14 year old's braces just started sparking. My youngest started screaming, it's tickling my vajayjay. I'm like, it's mommy's turn. <laughs>